It's in the news today, but it was actually on TV Reload, the podcast, last week. Welcome back to TV Reload. My name's Benjamin Norris, and on this podcast, I go behind the scenes with the biggest players in television. Each episode, you will get a front row seat with content makers like executive producers, writers, editors, and casting agents, plus the talent that we see on our screens. TV Reload reloads the shows that you are currently watching and gives you a better insight at our television industry and streaming services. Today on the podcast, I have one of the latest eliminated MasterChef Australia contestants. It's Sashi. MasterChef fans versus favourites showed its teeth this week as we lost one of the series' most celebrated contestants ever. Sashi, who won Series 10, was back to compete up against the likes of Julie Goodwin, Billy, Michael and all the fans. But this week, we saw his shock exit and we get all the inside goss. I'm a huge Sashi fan and I hope that isn't too noticeable with my excitement in my voice talking to the man himself. We do go behind the scenes of his return to MasterChef Australia and we do get some signature Sashi laughs, which always makes me giggle. We find out what is next for him and who he wants to win. However, let's get started with today's guest. I'd like to welcome Sashi to TV Reload. Everybody has a reason why they came back. MasterChef has produced some of the biggest names in food. My biggest inspiration is my aunties, my mom. For the first time ever, it's fans versus favourites. I was just pushing and pushing and making sure I don't give up. We've got Billy, Sashi and Julie Goodwin! I think MasterChef is never about grooming someone to be a winner. Sashi, unfortunately, mate, you're going home. But end of the day, there can be only one MasterChef. Hi, Sashi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> it's good, good. Your elimination was one of the most brutal so far on MasterChef Australia fans versus favourites. I honestly thought that you would win for a second time around because I absolutely adore your food. I went in with a bit of an uh, expectation also, like, because I've win one time. So winning second time w- would have been very nice. But the main reason for going back into the show was to really challenge myself. Uh, I needed a bit more competitiveness in me because the two years of COVID is just kept you at home, doing the basic stuff, just surviving through the whole pandemic. Nothing was there to really push you. And MasterChef gave me that push. Just make me go there and smash out some amazing dishes, put me under the palm, get me uh, perspiring a little. (laughs) So yeah, it was fun. You know what I loved? I loved your perspective on now having the full MasterChef experience because you know what? You had never been eliminated before. Sashi, unfortunately, mate, you're going home. I've never been eliminated, so I've got a taste of everything in MasterChef now. This is family for me. MasterChef is family. I love coming back again and again. So I'm, I'm upset, but it's okay. It happens. Was that always in the back of your mind when you returned that you would try and see it from a positive perspective? Because when I go in into the competition back, there can be only one winner and already. So the chances of you going back is obviously very high. So I went in with the mindset that definitely 
there might be some illumination. I might get illuminated. So going there with that mindset actually helped me actually when I got illuminated. I know that there's only been one winner. Not everybody's going to... Everybody's a winner in terms of going into the competition. But end of the day, there can be only one MasterChef. Do you know or do you think that some of these favourites took some more convincing than others to return to the competition? Maybe. I'm not sure. Like, everybody has a reason why they came back. So, like, I have a reason why I come back. It's pretty much to push myself to get my creativity back and all that. There were other contestants have their own reasons. And uh, as long as they're happy with the reason they're coming back and they're achieving what they want to achieve, that's what is the most important thing. I just expected that some people would cost more money than others and I worried to get you back into the competition that you might have bankrupted Channel 10. (laughs) (laughs) Channel 10 is good. (laughs) They will take me back anytime. (laughs) You know, Sashi, when you cook on television, I honestly can smell your food. I mean, it's just such a visceral experience. Obviously, with a huge cultural influence, who has been your biggest inspirations with food, you know, when you're cooking? Obviously, it starts from family. Uh, my biggest inspiration is my aunties, my mom, everybody who i seen cooking as a kid. And my hawkers, hawker centers, the food that I ate growing up as a kid and a young adult in Singapore, they were my biggest inspiration also because you can see that they're putting so much of love and passion. They might do one or two dishes. But that one or two dishes, they make sure it's perfect. So the commitment, the kind of love they put into the food to deliver to their customers really inspire me to do what I'm doing at the moment. I want to make sure my customers who come through my door in the restaurant are happy. So every single detail is taken into consideration, which I also do in the competition. I like to go into pretty much a lot of details. That's why even the dosas was not coming out perfectly last night. I was just pushing and pushing and making sure I don't give up. So in the end, I managed to get a good, decent dosa on the plate. But I just uh, neglected a little bit on the curry. I should have paid a bit more attention. I bet you're wondering what went wrong. And you probably think it was the dosa mix. But we think because you were so worried about that, your attention probably wasn't where it needed to be. Your fish curry, it was burnt on the bottom of the pot. And that flavor actually permeated throughout the entire dish. Did you notice that the curry had burnt and that when the judges were giving their rationale that there'd been a burnt layer down the bottom and that that had seeped through into the to the rest of the dish did you know that that had happened at the time i didn't notice that also because um i finished the sauce i taste everything because the curry was done one day ahead so the curry sauce was done the only thing i did was i blitzed it up into a nice thick paste and poached the fish in the curry so i was letting the curry do its work cooking the fish and i was focusing a lot on the dosa but during that period, not things meant to happen. So, yeah. What do they say? What's the saying? Shit happens. <laughs> and even when I'm plating, I didn't go right deep into the pot. I just scoop up the fish nicely from the top with a bit of gravy. So I did not even realize it was... it. Even till now, I don't know whether it is burnt at the bottom or not. You know what also was delicious was those chutneys. So uh, I'm not the best of cook in the world, but I'm 
definitely going to try and make some of those chutneys if you can give me the recipe. I had a very big vision of plating the whole dish with banana leaf and all those fancy stuff. But in the end, there was not enough time. I quickly went grab whatever I could grab, put them together. Still make it look a little decent. It's not so bad. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. It look good. What was the biggest difference between this season and the season that you won, season 10, when it comes to how you approached the competition? The biggest difference is um, the last season, I, I don't know anything, pretty much. I'm new into the season. At the same time, after a couple of weeks, there is a more like a format. You know, Sunday is elimination, Monday mystery box. There is a format every day for the five days of cooking. Whereas now, you don't know. They mix and match everything. So you're going in thinking that it might be a mystery box. It will turn out to be a service challenge. So you can't predict anything at the moment. And uh, even if you predict, most of the time, you will be wrong. So you will be surprised with a lot of the changes that is happening. I always wanted to know with MasterChef whether or not you feel like you're getting a winner's edit. Like, you know, you won season 10. Did you feel like you were getting a winner's edit then? And then when you came back, did you feel like you weren't getting that? I guess the question I'm trying to ask you is, or does it come down to luck, chance and circumstance on the food that you're cooking on this particular episode? I think MasterChef is never about grooming someone to be a winner. It's always about the dish on the day. So you could have done some amazing dishes uh, throughout your journey, but that one dish, if it's not perfect, you are home that night. So for me personally, is absorbing the brief and working towards the brief and putting a best dish possible gives you the chance to win. Yeah. At the same time, sometimes team challenges and all that. Like for example, round one, even though I did a very good dish, but the, only the best dish saves the whole team. Just imagine it was the bottom two dishes go for elimination. So the whole scenario would have changed. So sometimes these kind of things do take a bit of an uh, effect on the final outcome. So at the end of the day, you have to cook your best every single time. Sashi, one of the things that I really like about you is you always try and push yourself a little bit harder. Do you think that there was more pressure on you this time round, being that you are one of the most celebrated winners in MasterChef history? The last time I was a bit calculative in terms of taking risk uh, because I have a vision to achieve, a dream to achieve. Whereas this time around, my vision and my future plan was to push myself. So every time I got a brief, I will challenge myself, I will push myself to make sure that I how to say, make something better than my last one. So there was, I was challenging myself. I'm a competitive person, so I want it pretty badly. I'm sure everybody else in the room is going to feel the same way, so bring it on. If Julie Goodwin doesn't win, what sort of advice do you have for her now that you kind of have some sort of understanding how it feels now to be eliminated? Do you have any words of wisdom for Julie? Not really. I'm not going to give any advice to anyone because they are experts in their own field. I will strongly say, cook what you believe in. So I believe that I want to challenge myself. I want to do dishes that 
cannot be done easily. So that was my vision. Julie might have her own vision, what she want to cook or Michael or Billy. It can be anyone. So just follow with your guts and do what you think is best for yourself. MasterChef Australia has changed your life and I love your food in and out of the show. I often buy your home kits, the Sashi Secrets. Um, Thank you. What can we expect to see now? Has this return to the show set up new goals for you? So obviously the restaurant Gaja by Sashi is doing well at the moment. Um, We are constantly changing our menu, trying to give our customers the best experience possible. Um, I launched a new uh, platform within Gaja called Gaja Express. Uh, that is, um, we are re- re- I'll be um, going to relaunch the brand again uh, with some changes. The, that is happening uh, within the week or so. Uh, the biggest one is coming up is my restaurant in India. So we are starting a new restaurant called Pandan Club that is launching end of uh, June, early July. And uh, cookbook. I just finished my cookbook. So that will be coming out in August. So I'll be traveling around in Australia in August, doing some book launches and uh, yeah, book signing, seeing some fans. So yeah, it's going to be some interesting times ahead. Do they know in India how well you are celebrated here in Australia? Yes, they do. India is also one of the biggest market for my fan base. So India, South Africa, uh, Europe. Yeah, it's been a pretty big uh, fan following in these countries. In those really short cooks, is it a little unfair of the judges to be talking to you? Because I feel like they need to back away from the benches. Like watching you in particular, I'm like, Sashi needs to cook. Like, leave him alone. (laughs) I did that in my first season. I think first one or two weeks when um, anybody who comes to ask questions, I'll say, not now. Let me finish this. I'll I'll come back to you shortly. Sashi. Yes. Pipi's good choice. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm doing like an oyster sauce pipi yeah. with lemongrass, kefir lime, chili, and a bit of uh, Vietnamese mint. Nice. 10 minutes? Can Ten you bring minutes. the flavor in 10 minutes? Over the years, I have learned to cook and talk at the same time. If you ask me this question um, back in season 10, yes, I would say it's unfair because I wasn't able to juggle that uh, back then. But now, uh, with so much of experience under the belt, talking and cooking is something that I'm able to do. One thing I noticed this week was when the ads revealed something as big as a spoiler last night that a favourite is going home, is that giving away too much and ruining the first part of the episode for the viewers? I mean, we already knew that a favourite would be on the chopping block. For the sake of promoting drama, are the producers eating into the viewers' enjoyment of each episode? Um, I'm not sure what was the whole idea behind that, but I was a little surprised because the first round, fans and favourite both were there. So by advertising uh, favourites going into elimination, yeah, you're right. Maybe they have given away some uh, for the first round, but end of the day, it's good fun watching everything on, on uh, social media and TV. Do you also think that we got like a really emotional story from Aldo last night? I mean, to make sure that viewers didn't absolutely spew when you were eliminated, it felt like we were given a little bit more of a reason to be okay with your exit by getting this beautiful and amazing backstory for Aldo. I'm not sure. What, 
but Eldo's story was very touching. I was personally very, uh, because I know Eldo very well, and uh, that story of his was very emotional. My last time that I was back home, Italy was for my wedding, actually, to my husband. And that is when my father decided to not show up to the wedding because he thought that it was a circus. But I'm not sure about the other angle because I, I like to keep things very simple and uh, just think about what's happening with my cooking and my um, airtime. Yeah, but I'm not sure how that uh, been uh, transpired. How much of those challenge twists affect you in person in the kitchen? I mean, are some of those challenges harder on others because they are purposefully not leaning into their skill set? I mean, how much of last night's pressure test was a burden on you? Um, I'm not a big fan of uh, too much of time in cooking because that is how I cook at home. For me, time is very crucial. Um, if anything more than 90 minutes, I don't even bother looking at the recipe. So that is me. So I like to keep everything fast, simple and flavorful. So because having a lot of things to juggle at home, kids, family, business, uh, restaurants, I don't do long cooks unless I'm, you know, even my longest also not 18 hours. I've never done anything for 18 hours. I hardly do smoking and all that. So yeah, it was a bit of a hard job for me. But the fermenting the batter is something that I do regularly at home. So that was something I don't mind doing it. That's why I choose, okay, when they say long cook, okay, let's do dosas because you, you will not be able to do a dosa in the kitchen. And I thought, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Well, a great thing to ask you at this point is what has been your highlight coming back to MasterChef Australia? Uh, that's a few. Uh, the moment when I walk into the kitchen, that jaw-dropping moment from the fence, that was really uh, very nice to see. Then um, the eggplant, when the fans thought that they choose a very difficult uh, vegetable and it turned out to be my favorite vegetable. <laughs> so that was uh, an interesting uh, episode. Then um, me, Michael and Tommy being a team calling Funk Brothers and we were creating some amazing team dishes. Uh, pretty much all the dishes that we whipped up during the team challenges won. So that was very interesting. Ah, I think I can go on and on. This. I'm just really happy that you have had such a good time going back. I mean, there's so many fans out there that, you know, celebrate you and have been following your experience now for quite some time. And there wasn't a, a bad cook at all throughout these last uh, four weeks uh, until yesterday. Other than that, everything was um, pretty good cooks I had. Who do you think, who do you think is going to win the competition? Not what you know now, but who did you think was going to win the competition at this point? I think Michael got a very good chance uh, based on his experience, the way he's looking into food. Yeah, I got a soft spot for Michael. So yeah, maybe Michael. Maybe Michael. Um, what is something, this is something I ask everyone who joins the podcast, what is something from behind the scenes that we as an audience didn't see but we and we won't see that you can share with us from your experience of making MasterChef Australia fans versus favourites? It's the production team, how much they take care of us. Not many people know, uh, there's a lot of time and effort put into the show and uh, behind the scene, there's so many people that 
are putting in such long hours in making sure the kitchen looks beautiful we are taken care so the production team uh, such a lovely production team they have over there which not many people see or know about them which i personally feel they need to be highlighted and uh, yeah talked about well, I just loved you on the show and I just want to say a funny little story about me. When, when I grew up, my mum used to ask us what we wanted for takeaway and I'm sure the rest of Australia was saying that they wanted McDonald's or KFC and my brother and I would be like, Indian food, we want to have the spicy Indian food. Make a trip, now the borders are open, make a trip to Adelaide, you know. We will treat you with some amazing dishes. You won't get your traditional curries in my restaurant, but you will be blown away with some of the creations we have. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I've bought my ticket. I'm on my way to Adelaide. Um, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Congratulations on your time in MasterChef Australia. And uh, I will continue to follow you on in, in your career. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely. Yeah.